Hey, y'all. Welcome back to a Sunday, uh, February 27th edition here on the Chase Notes Podcast. Sports reporters, we have indeed assembled on this edition of the podcast. Uh, Robert Silverman of the Daily Beast and Andrew Hammond of the Detroit Free Press join the program today. Uh, a day later than usual, but wanted to split it out because of the weekend schedule. We had Atlanta Sports Guys yesterday, had this on uh, today. Rocky Top, Let's Rock, will be back or. Go Big Orange Friday. What do I call that? I think it's Go Big Orange Friday now. Uh, the Tennessee podcast. That will be back next weekend as well. But uh, great stuff, as always, with my favorite sports reporters, where we talk, oh, yeah, all things sports reporters uh, do. Yeah, the biggest stories this weekend sports. We hit on things like the NFL Game of Thrones with announcing and who's going to be where, Aikman to ESPN, um, NBA stuff, Major League Baseball stuff, Bob trolling me over, Freddie Freeman potentially going to uh, the New York Mets, uh, when baseball presumably resumes uh, from this latest MLB lockout. But all that and more on this edition of uh, Sports Parts Assemble on the Chase Simmons podcast. Uh, guess what? You can watch this very podcast and every future episode by going to youtube.com, type in the Chase Simmons podcast, hit that subscribe button, uh, thumbs up on the video, uh, help other people to see it, like it, share it out, all that good stuff. Um, don't forget if you are listening by apple podcast spotify or anything of the sort please do make sure you leave a five-star rating and a review on apple podcast spotify or however you are listening it helps other people find the show and helps this show continue to grow so i would greatly appreciate it if you could go ahead and do that today um yeah chase podcast.com for access to all of my previous episodes and everything you need to know about the show and as always you can email us for any sports reporters questions for bob andrew myself at chase thomas podcast at gmail.com all right uh uncle darren let's go chase thomas pod the chase thomas podcast um my nephew needs me to record see i hate i already hate it i hate it all right, you heard it. The sports reporters, we have indeed reassembled after a few weeks away. I, man, this is one of my favorite pods. It might be my favorite pod because Bob and Andrew and I have been doing this for a couple years now, and it's like therapy for me. Uh, we're all like, Dang. it's a very, it's a very therapeutic time because we're all very different. We all come from very different backgrounds and all of that. And I just, I enjoy it. I feel better after doing these pods because I, uh, I just like Andrew has more sports knowledge and just more random sports stuff just locked away than even it's, I thought I like it's it's, it's wild horrifying. And it, correct he knows things he mm-hmm. knows all the facts it's he knows all the facts Andrew, remind me I gotta yeah. send you this link to this insane sports trivia online game I play okay Yes, it he's is, the guy to go to for this. It's it's horrifying. It's, it's mm-hmm. really fun. It's because I thought I knew a lot about sports knowledge, and every time I play this game, I, I, I get uh, I get humiliated. It's awesome, mm. and I want uh, you to join in this. Okay. Oh, oh, so you want me to join in the humiliation? Yes, that's <laughs> oh, correct. Oh, awesome! Accurate. No, it, it, it's kind of scary because I'll sit there, and so I was in Chicago for mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. We get it. You got a girlfriend. Um. Anyway, special lady friend. His, his special lady friend. Lady friend. Does she listen to the podcast? Are we? Um, at she's no. listened a few times. She's listened. Oh, a few really? Times. Yes. <laughs> because there have been times where I will literally call, uh, like she'll either call me or I'll like text her and Mm -hmm. I'm doing the show or whatever. Um, I like it. But yeah, so I'm sitting there in Chicago and where the hotel we were staying at 
was near uh, Northwestern. Actually, it was mm-hmm. kind of basically on the campus of Northwestern. The heart of and college now, football. Yeah, and now absolutely. you're a, you're a Medill graduate now. <laughs> as a Medill grad, I can yes. say that I was in the area as mm-hmm. a Medill grad. Yeah. Um, no, so I was just pointing out like some parts of the city where you know like his random historical sports things were like mm-hmm. um we were going through the city of chicago or whatever and um you know i was like oh wrigley field's down the street mm-hmm. and, and this is like in the uber when we had spent all day in chicago and we were both just completely tired and then we're going north and I see West Addison and I see it, you know, basically kind of to my left. And I'm just like, oh, Wrigley Field's over there. If I was awake, we could go down the street a few blocks. But you know what? I feel absolutely tired and dead right now. So, no, we didn't. Chicago is the coldest still. I think I've ever. I think Chicago is the coldest I've ever been when we went oh, in December. Oh, it's freezing! Really? I went there. I went there. I went there for for Thanksgiving. Even mm-hmm. it wasn't even full December with uh, the woman I was dating at the time who was from Chicago. We went mm-hmm. there, and it was a good like it, it it hovered between five and negative five the whole time it was just brutal oh God. and also five and negative five is just different in chicago than it is anywhere else like that was the thing is like the wind it's just a different kind of cold it was a painful cold that i'd never experienced before like it really chicago, is it really yeah. is the wind whipping off the lake does some terrible, terrible yeah i couldn't do it i would never live in chicago i cannot handle no that's too cold for me that's way too yeah. cold no way. No. Real like so to me, Chicago wasn't too bad. Okay. Yeah, but you've got Michigan experience. Yeah, you're now a Detroiter. Like once you're in that, I think your body adjusts a little yeah. bit, right? I don't well, know. That and you know, when you're born in the Midwest in general, mm-hmm. like yeah. you like I've experienced my first like classic Midwestern winter for the first time since twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. And even then I was just like, oh, like there's times where I miss it, but then or like oh I've, and then there's other times where I'm like oh, I do not miss this. Like there's elements of it that I do not miss. I I was in Toronto in 2019 mm-hmm. for Christmas, mm-hmm. and so even though it was technically as cold as it was in Chicago, it did not feel as bad. It was just not mm-hmm. as much. It really wasn't. Hmm. I don't know why. I've never been. Would this surprise you guys? I've never been out of the country. Still, uh, no, that haven't either. Surprise me at all. I, I haven't either. Um, I Wait, was why does that not go. surprise you, Bob? Hold on, Andrew. Why wow. does that not surprise you, Bob? You haven't eaten a dumpling. Yeah, that's true. That yeah, Bob, 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 Bob made yeah. good points. Well, I think I'm being required to leave the country for the honeymoon, so that's going to change. Like, so that's part of the deal is when I'm basically getting forced out of here. I just, yeah. Oh it's, wow! It's, so that so that's when the whole ball and chain mm-hmm. aspect. Where, where are you going? Where are you planning to go? I don't know. It's somewhere tropical. I know that. I mean, Mexico is where we started, but we've gone further down. And I Caribbean's wait, 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 wait. not oh, out of the question. Oh, oh. You said Mexico is like where you've kind of the ideas have that's started. the baseline like that's okay. the starting point and then we go I was, further I was, down i was like you i was gonna say you've never been out of the country but oh yeah mexico and i'm like wait wait what yeah um actually technically i have been out of the country but um mm-hmm. 
we won't talk about that experience. Okay. Okay. All kinds of questions. There, yeah. There, there's there's a statute of limitations that is uh is is, is still active. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um, Bob Silverman. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> what? what? Have you have you been? How how are you? Andrew's comes in on his Chicago endeavors. Oh, Good. can I tell you this? This is going to upset you but with your hat because oh. you're wearing a French oh. hat. Like, help hmm. me. Okay. Do you want? Do you know what I think of when I see that hat and that logo, or, or just that logo in general? Surrendering. <laughs> uh, no. no. What? what? Pink Panther starring. Uh, Mr. Oh, you know, you know, the Pink Panther, Peter Steve Tellers. Martin. No, Steve Martin. And he plays in the French national team. You That's how the movie the starts. Remake of yes. Pink Panther. Right. With Steve Martin. And, not, <laughs> and Beyonce. And Beyonce. And, and not, I believe, the four versions of the Pink Panther that were made with Peter Sellers. Yeah, I never saw any of those, but I've seen yeah, the re- Yeah, were there were there a lot of references to the French national soccer team in that movie? Yes. Like they literally start on a field. Like they the diamond's stolen. Not to do any spoilers here for the Yeah, the that's okay. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go it ahead. It starts because... with a uh a, it's like a France game, like a France FIFA game is how it okay. starts. And I think Beyonce is married to the French coach in the movie as it starts off. Um, but yeah, it's all French. And I just remember in that taking place in France. And, uh, and Hey, remember that bit? Remember that bit, Bob, where it's like, I want to buy a hamburger. Uh, and then he can't say hamburger. Yeah. And he's Are like, you me bits from the <laughs> yeah. remake of the pink Panther. You can watch <laughs> the originals. They're better. It's okay. It will have le- it will have fewer references to soccer mm-hmm. and Beyonce, which she wasn't eh, born. Yeah, not yet. a fan of that because she wasn't born yet. But mm-hmm. they're better. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> but how are you, Bob? Good. You know, writing some blogs, doing my thing. You've been busy. I feel you had like two pieces. Come I out am throughout. busy. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm needy penedits on a on a long story that uh, is too long. Um, <laughs> How long are we at right now? Uh, about uh, seventy four hundred words. Oof. Yeah, they asked for four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> they asked for four. I filed nine and a half, and so they said you need to remove some of them. And I said, wait, so but these said, are all my beautiful children. You want right. me to murder them? I think that mm-hmm. seems wrong. Wait, so you're at? Four, you, they gave you a baseline <laughs> of four thousand, and you hit nine k. Yes, correct. Correct. Wow. I like it. I'm impressed. Also, I I, I don't need to do it. I I know nobody reads that much. It's terrible. I need to be shorter, shorter and to the point. I need to be shorter. I'm I'm having the same issue with my um, I'm doing a spoiler alert. I'm doing a 75 greatest games in NBA history kind of like series. And so the problem for me is I want to put all this pertinent information in, but I understand the current reading NBA, the current, the average NBA fan wants quick blog post stuff. Yeah. I don't think and long form and long form in this case just doesn't work. So I'm like trying to find a happy medium. So yeah, I've had to, 
kind of squash down like what I'm, how much I'm going to write, what I'm going to do. So it's, yeah. So Not that much. should be, you know, out within That's the cool. next week or so. That's cool. Well. So, yeah, just writing, writing some stories, you know, the usual. There you go. There you go. Well, it's great to be back with you guys this evening. We have uh, a couple fun topics that Bob has done his research on ahead of time. He's he's looked over the doc box. Can you give me a spoiler alert about what they might be? (laughs) So I wanted to start because this is like I don't know how much you're going to be as invested in this, Bob. um, But Andrew and I like I like more about like the Game of Thrones that's happening with the NFL broadcast booth is unreal right now i can't it's get like it, game of of it is musical chairs yes you guys Actually, have it's, added it's I'm, big ass i knew bob wasn't gonna be in on this chairs. i knew I'm, bob i'm gonna look at my phone which mm-hmm. has i knew bob. bob bob you might want to pay attention yeah, to it because <laughs> there's gonna be some Why? hilarious references that i will be making i'll, I'll just uh, i'll just if, go 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 you talk amongst yourselves when the reference love you too buddy <laughs> andrew this is wild to me like i can't get enough i've read like every marchand report on new york post about it because i'm just like yeah. what is Dang. happening like espn's going after aikman so here's here's what's happening folks let's just set the scene aikman folks. is leaving fox mm-hmm. folks go folks. i'm interrupting you go ahead <laughs> folks please go on Marchand is reporting so that Aikman is leaving Fox to go to ESPN to do Monday Night Football. Michaels is in the home stretch to go to Amazon on Thursday nights when they get full on Amazon rights. However, he's not sure who's going to be his Thursday night. Oh, we do, do we have a timeout, Andrew? We got a timeout because we've okay. got to go back to the basically like the apple in the Garden of Eden here. <laughs> okay, we can call timeouts. <laughs> Monday Night Crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has okay, so this all kind of started when Drew Brees retired and instantly went into do the full Malik thing. This all started when two amino acids collided. <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, Drew Brees is 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 at NBC, and so they're basically grooming he and Mike Tarico to be the next Sunday Night Crew. I thought Collinsworth is locked in. He just signed an extension. He signed an extension, mm-hmm. but he's probably going to be there. But like the long term is Tarico and Breeze. Let's hope uh, not because Breeze stinks. Like he was awful in that playoff game. Not, he is not know, good. He's not great, but yeah. Um, so basically, they're kind of like grooming one crew while mm. keeping another there. But the thing is, yeah, as you said, Amazon is super active in trying to get basically every pro- – they're trying to get in the game in terms of sports. Mm-hmm. But what's happening is I think the other networks realize what they have, i.e. Disney – Mm-hmm. and what they can do and they can kind of cut Amazon off before they even get going. Um, so that's where Aikman comes in and you can take over. So I was just kind of setting well, the scene for 
Yeah, but it's also like Amazon's coming. Like they got the right. So Thursday Night Football is an Amazon product now starting this fall. So they, it seems like they're going to have at least Michaels. And Michaels is still trying to figure out who his co-host is going to be because he wanted Aikman. And then yeah. Aikman goes to ESPN. And now you're like, ESPN still has their own Monday Night Football team. They haven't even addressed what's going to happen there. And then you have, in contrast with that, the Mannings have signed on for multiple years, so they're getting at least 10 Zoom calls a game uh, a season now. So that's all still a weird, awkward mess. I like that's just another piece of this. So it's like yeah. Aikman sitting, Aikman is on, uh, he's the color guy now on ESPN. There's no play by play guy yet because he wants to bring Joe Buck, but Joe Buck is still signed to Fox and he does the World Series too. And it might be complicated to pull him out of Fox to do specifically just NFL because he's got that two sport deal with Fox. Yeah. Even though Fox and Aikman have worked together for 20 years, this is in like, I just. I don't even know where so, all this is going. And then you have oh, Sean McVay, who they're just backing up the Brinks truck for, who just agreed. He's like, I'm not going back. Like, you can pay me all the money in the world. I can't do this yet. So, so McVay's not back, and he's staying out. Like, we have no idea. Like, we have all these weird boosts right now, and I'm just – because it's not filled, and I just well, don't know where anything's going. I can I can, I can help you out in mm-hmm. one sense. Okay. The current, Monday, the current Monday night booth that we have now, get rid of it. Like, like, yeah. like, throw it I don't the disagree, door. but they haven't announced it yet. So it's kind of weird to bring in Aikman and you haven't even announced that they're out yet. I don't when know. They when... See, when we were recording this on, on like, Skype, I could go have a coffee. <laughs> well, You're just happening. so out of it, Bob. Bob or... I'm, I'm trying yeah, to I really, I, 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 this, co- keep, keep going. It, it makes me want to, like, remove my own spleen with a short <laughs> Oh, okay. um, but I'm well, sorry, I'm interrupting. Go right ahead. Go speaking, back. Speaking of speaking of spleen removals and just removals mm. in general, um, yeah, I'm quite frankly honest. I'm kind of shocked that they haven't announced the inevitable, you know, kibosh on the current Monday Night Crew because literally it was turning into. I would rather watch the Mannings than the actual game. So Monday Night Football, Disney and ABC have realized we can do whatever. Um, I'm not sure how far down the road if Al Michaels has signed with Amazon or not. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, well, they said I think in the report that like, they're on the one yard line, and that like that just seems like that's what he's doing. Because Tariko, he can't stay because Tariko's the guy in waiting at NBC, yeah. and it's like Tariko's getting that job this year with Collinsworth. Yeah. So it's like if he's not going there, then it, I think for sure we do know that Michaels is done at NBC. Like he yeah, is oh, not. Oh, absolutely. So so that's it's why... like ESPN or Amazon. So does he go to Monday Night Football with Aikman? Or does he go to Amazon and pick his own guy? Like, who is that? If I am Amazon, Mm -hmm. or if I'm ABC, I would say, Al, what is your price? Mm -hmm. Because... You know, it, Disney, like when when they got Troy Aikman, to me, it's like they realized it's like uh, Vince McMahon returning to Monday Night Raw and, mm-hmm. and like everybody you know, has the big pop and he basically gives everybody a come to Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. I think ESPN realized we have more money than God. Um, 
we are more accessible than Amazon. Like mm-hmm. Amazon's just trying to get into this. We're we've been in this. We can get Al Michaels for whatever price we want. And I just would prefer they bring it back to ABC, and it's like where he comes back. That's where Michaels well, made well, his bones was on Monday Night Football, and that's what that'd be cool. Probably, and yeah. that's probably going to happen too because ESPN also realized, um, and they need to do this for the college football property. Yeah, is actually doing simulcasts on both networks. Yeah, because I don't know, uh, Bob. Um, you can kind of wake up from your stupor. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah, you, you like football, right, Bob? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, I hear a lot of Americans like football, and you know, you know, you know what they like more than football, even more football. So yeah, um, they Why should did I absolutely... make up for it? I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, so, so you can go back to your super Bob. I just need to get you that for a second. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely. If you're ABC, ESPN, you realize you have perhaps the top property in all of sports television. Yeah. You're, you're going to want to exploit the hell out of it uh, for 16, 17 weeks. Oh, and by the way, if you wanted to throw Al Michaels a nice little bone and have him call a little baseball, pretty decent at that too. So yeah, I mean, look, if he goes to Amazon, fine, whatever. Um, I do wonder though, what is Amazon going to do? Because if you don't have Al Michaels locked up and also if I'm Fox, even though Fox is probably going to get Sean Payton to pair with Joe Buck, cool, fine, whatever. I would absolutely approach the idea. I didn't say I would do it. I would approach the idea of asking NBC, how much will it, would it take to get, uh, Chris Collinsworth out of his NBC contract because Why? You know he's horrible. That. He's terrible. Well, th- wait, who do you think's terrible, Bob? Collinsworth. Collinsworth's not terrible. He's good. Collinsworth. You're right. You're right. They're all equally annoying. Nobody's good. <laughs> wait, do you not like any of them? No, no. Michaels is amazing. I, I love no, the NBC broadcast. I want. I think they should all be replaced with two utterly deranged degenerate gamblers placing prop bets on every single play. So you had a line. So, so basically wow. until, until gambling was like actually kind of encouraged in the, in the NFL. No, um, I know the, Michaels would, would, would yeah, the early, early, early out Michaels and Sunday night football was the absolute best. I the, there, I, I, there are like two or three announcers I care for and the rest are all interchangeable and, and or outright annoying. That's that's my take. Like that's that's the only thing that I'm interested in is in terms of this musical chairs is what is going to because uh, look if 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 Amazon gets Thursday night football is it like is does it does it move the needle as much for Amazon? Yes. Real see yes. I yes. 
They're yes. going to need other things to come along with it because no, the people will sign up for Amazon because they. Want I mean, I, I I know they will sign up for Amazon Prime because they want to watch. I know I know people will sign up for Amazon Prime. I'm just saying in terms of if you want to create a sports it's, division that no, you just you don't need to challenge. You just need a cascade effect where people are spending more time on Amazon, and once they have the Prime account, they figure they will use it more often because they're spending the money anyway to buy things on Amazon. And you think that the Thursday night football package yes. the one football package nobody yes. cares about yes it's gonna be enough i just, think it'll, just, i think just, just I for think, amazon sports i think even if it doesn't immediately turn a profit they are putting down a stake in being a place that hot that hosts live sporting events which as we know is the last actual frontier where advertising is worth it no i totally get that my yeah. question my question is who even else? if it loses money for them initially even if yeah they i mean i think them. that's i think we kind of figure that's gonna but i'm just i wonder what amazon is gonna do aside from football because are they gonna try and challenge for the they'll, nba they'll see are it's they gonna pro- try and challenge for they they certainly conference? have the money it'll be a proof of concept thing you'll see how much actually how many eyeballs they can draw they will see what kind of a a a drag coefficient let's say they get in other sales and and stuff from hosting the nfl you'll see what they get from they they mean they can they don't even need to do any actual advertising they can limit all their advertising to like in-house amazon-based marketing yeah no that's it's that, I, I yeah, they will it. eventually. They need to Amazon like they need to have an actual proof of concept that they can be a live sports broadcast host, and then who knows where it'll go from there? And because they see, certainly have the money to outbid dying broadcast TV networks or cable network. I and see that's where I'm. I'm they need to prove to the leagues that they can continue to maintain that audience more than they do actually turn a profit on the number of eyeballs they get. Yeah, and and that's that's. Oh, the thing. can I give you all this? Yeah, I have a, I have some breaking news on this front, by the way. <laughs> Andrew Mark Chan just tweeted: McVeigh says no to TV. He and Amazon were going to meet next week, and Amazon may have gone as high as five years and a hundred million dollars, according to sources. Rams yeah. obviously have stepped up with a raise from his reported eight point five million. Uh, five years for a hundred mil. Yeah, Oof. to do to do to literally show up he's gonna like man can do whatever he wants but like the fact that he was already thinking about retirement and the fact that he's probably not long for this industry anyway i would have taken that deal i would have taken that deal it's what madden did madden just got exhausted by like matt early madden was as much of a you know wake up at 5 a.m get to the you know, and start immediately eating tape type guys, and <laughs> yeah. as a, as any Gruden or you know hard case coast you want to name, and he was just like, no, that's not fun. I'd rather do mm-hmm. this. Well, um, yeah, and yeah, like McVay should. Interesting. I mean, it's fine. Uh, go on, go on. I still don't. Well, care. no, that's all I've got. So that's uh, yeah. I just, I, <sighs> Are we I, talking I about the? We're talking about the Mets getting Freddie Freeman then. Why do? We, uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, so I, I just my my question for in terms of for you guys is if Amazon can land because I mean they're going to get Thursday Night Football, but the worry that I have with Amazon Prime is though. Thank you for that, Bob. What? Yeah, that was. Yeah, we need more dancing on this pod. Um, What's going to happen in terms of okay? Get Thursday Night Football. 
what else are you going to bring along? Because I I feel like Amazon is that I'm not saying that, but I can't. without, you know, they aren't the little engine that could. But at the same time, they're, they're trying to organically build the sports division and they've done it with, you know, some, you know, some third tier rights, basically kind of like the you know, third party viewing for the NBA. Um, I think Major League Baseball, they did, you know, basically you can kind of watch it through their through the league's um, premium tier systems, which is whatever. But like once they actually land a league or even more leagues, what is that going to look like? So that's what I'm kind of confused on uh, in terms of what Amazon is actually going to do other than football because to well, I don't me, think they have to figure that out yet because they're not like some small business who's taking a big risk if they mortgage their future oh, for Thursday no, no, night football all, no, they're okay I, yeah like they can the, figure the, it out as they go yeah, they can just keep throwing money at sports and yeah, eventually no, they're just gonna land enough fish I don't I, yeah I, I totally get that what I'm saying mm-hmm. is okay after you land football okay what's next like what are you because there's a lot of contracts coming up in the next for yeah. three three to five years in terms of leagues, networks, all mm-hmm. this stuff. And so I'm just like, okay, Amazon, what's what's your next move? Because you've got established leagues who have kind of learned from the past. We need to keep X sport. We need to keep X league. Because if you remember um, when – and this is this is when the random sports knowledge comes in. Mm. CBS lost the, lost the rights to the NFL to Fox, and it absolutely murdered them in terms of sports for a good four to five years. But then when they got it back, things were good. But then NBC dropped; uh, they lost their rights for AFC games and Super Bowls, multiple Super Bowls and stuff like that. And they lost that to CBS. Eventually, they lost the NBA. And so they kind of went through this dark period where if it's not an Olympic cycle, who's watching? And ratings suffered. Not saying ratings are a be-all, end-all, but you want people to have eyes on your product because it – it helps everything else. And so for me, I'm wondering as those networks have learned those lessons, what does that mean for an Amazon that's trying to get in the game, but everybody's kind of realized Fox realized I need college sports. I need, you know, something more sustainable than NBA or NBA, but NFL major league baseball. CBS has realized if we just add stuff all year long and we put them on our multiple networks, we're going to be good. NBC's like, we're just going to kill our sports network and we're just going to put it on all, all of our other universal properties and Peacock. Can I can I ask Andrew a question? Do you know how much the Braves earned in revenue last year? Oh, my God. It's over $250 million. But for some reason, they can't afford to keep Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Well, here's the thing about that. So it's not even just I that. I think the profit was over $100 million also. It seems like they got some cash to sign franchise legend Freddie Freeman. Um, I, but they might not. The Mets are interested, by the way, according to a report from Buster Olney. Um, I don't know if, Chase, you read that. 
that's your team. That's a player you like too, I think. Hold on, just to be clear here. For yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. You're about to lose Freddie Freeman because your owners are cheap. Well, okay. So I do think Freddie Freeman's gone because there was an ESPN report this week about, uh, I think it was, uh, we talked about on the Atlanta sports guys um, this week. And this was something that, I mean, once the deal didn't happen before the lockout happened, that was when I was like, this is probably over because now he's going to get into a free agent war with the Los Angeleses, with the New Yorks and the Braves are not going to pony up. Like they're not getting in a big yeah, war. I, I don't know if you listened to that first part of the conversation where mm. I just mentioned that they have the money. No, hold on. So here's the other part of it. Oh, okay. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So here's the other part of that. Is Defend your billionaire owners. Go for I'm it. I'm not doing that. I'm anti-liberty yeah, media. Like, it seems no, like no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, no, hold no, on. Hold on. Please. No, go right ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. I, I am it's not a liberty media stand. So. Oh, really? No. You know how sensitive I am to liberty media. <laughs> but go on. I think Chase wants so, to address something, you guys. It depends on who you're reading because part of it is he wants the six year, right? So if the Braves are nervous about the Albert Pujols thing, where there is something to be said about the 32 year old, like, so without context of what the Braves just went through and what Freddie Freeman means to the city of Atlanta and how much of a bad look that would be to let uh, a past NL MVP and someone who's just one of the cornerstones of your franchise and has been one of the biggest cornerstones since chipper jones um i like there's something to be said for that what i am saying is if you remove all that context and what the optics would be and like uh-huh. you the fact that you can afford him and that you should re-sign him and that this is a slam dunk like hey we're gonna go for it again and try and repeat and keep this momentum going in atlanta and we actually because fans have generally speaking been pretty negative towards uh, Liberty Media. Uh, they are not Ted Turner. Like Ted Turner, I miss all the time. Ted Turner was an amazing owner, and Liberty Media lives in Colorado. They're not even here. They're not a local ownership group. Like they're gone. So I'm not. They, I'm not even here right now. That's I'm true. Not. That's true. People forget. But what I am saying, Pop, is that uh-huh. if you remove all of that context, it should fit the crime. What is happening? My phone. Oh, I thought, Sorry. oh, I thought that was actually part of the bit. Okay. No, I'm not so, doing it was too. I was like, oh, Bob brought his own prop. I, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not doing I'm not going carrot top here. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, but what I am saying is that the six year and he will be 38 and the, like having an NLDH is going to matter a lot. And that helps things down the line. But if it's a battle over years over money, where they're like, what if we front load the hell out of this, Freddie? Like, we give you a three-year super, me- like, just a souped up, like, with our with the earnings that we got, we will give you so much money uh, over a two- to three-year deal, but we're not going six years. Mm-hmm. Just pay the man. No, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it's a bad contract. So then with you're talking, context, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. I don't I'm care. saying from that perspective, uh, I don't, I, want, I would do I it. I want the Braves mm. to base plant. I loathe okay. the Braves. Okay. Let me tell you, let me make that clear. Like mm. when they lose Freddie Freeman, regardless of whether or not he actually ends up a Met, I am going to laugh and think it's funny that you, that they let him walk. And here's the thing. He's not going to the Mets. Saying, Freeman cares too much about the Braves. He won't do it. So you guys can go back and forth. He's not going to do that. Freeman would sign with the Dodgers. He's a West right. Coast guy. If Freeman let's leaves. Put a, let's just put a pin in that right there. And just yeah. someone said. Zero percent chance he's going to the Mets. Zero. Got zero. it. Zero. Zero percent. Zero. Zero point zero. He's not doing that. He's not going full Tom Glavin over here. It's not happening. 
noted brave tumbler. I'm just stunned. No, no, no to New York Met. Did you forget about his uh, Met days? Yeah, yeah, no, that's the point. Yeah. You know, Andrew Andrew Jones's kid is probably going to be the first overall pick next year. He's good. Yeah, he's, that's, he's good, man. That's 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 time out. Time out. Feel time out. Time out. Andrew Jones' kid. Yeah, he's yes. eighteen. Yeah, he's good. He's probably he's going to go at the very top of the draft next. Yeah. Fangraphs had a good blog about him. So, he's, so he's good, man. So congrats. You're going to go play for the Pirates? I'm sorry. Orioles. I mean, you yeah. spelled Orioles there. Well, the Orioles Even, have Adley Retchman coming up this year, who's going to oh, be Oh, they're an finally going to call him up? Yeah, I think I think Retchman's coming, but still okay, a pretty horrible because, organization. Yeah. Um, you know, then that's my favorite thing about Major League Baseball. Like the whole Major League Baseball issue right now is guys in service time and <laughs> – Service time manipulation, all that fun stuff, and I'm just like, uh. yeah. The the anyone there was a ter- like the AP had some really delightful framing of a story. Oh, week. oh, was uh, that, um, where, where, Scherzer? Uh, yeah, I forget who it was, but the AP decided to write a story about the players showing up for negotiations, and in the tweet and in the copy, they made sure to note that Max Scherzer showed up in a Porsche. Oh, okay. <sighs> because you know the owners, they all they all either came by horse and buggy. And they, or may have hitchhiked to get they, better and um, closer in touch sure, with the American people. I don't know if you realize this, but Hal Steinbrenner rode a bike. Yeah, it's yeah. they're very down to earth. She, but no, really and, and not one of those like nice bikes. I'm talking like a 1910 bike. Well, oh, hold on, like a, a penny a farthing wheel on it. Yeah, it's called a penny farthing. That's well, here's another thing about Steinbrenner. <laughs> so this is something about Steinbrenner and Turner, and this is something that I thought about that. Like this is something that baseball really needs is that and this is something that we're seeing across all sports that scares me, which is that people are buying these teams as portfolios. There's, and a, very, not- there's a very good story, which I would recommend everyone read by mm-hmm. Mike uh, Vorkanov in The Athletic mm-hmm. about how the fact that like teams have increased in value so much they are even running out of uber wealthy guys who can afford them and that the main buyers of teams right now, in fact, are hedge funds yes yeah and that's a problem because those people do not care about losing games they do not care about anything of the sort because guess what this is what owners know and this is where players are going to lose is that owners know because they just saw the profit margins for this past year where they did not have fans in attendance for may and april and they made a bunch of money because do you know where they made the majority of their money was in the playoffs the playoffs for major league baseball still does insane numbers for them they don't care they do not care. They don't care about the players. They don't have. They can afford to lose these games, and they're not owners who actually want to see their teams they're, play. Like Steinbrenner and Turner wanted that. The, like aside from the whole, how do we market base? Like the, there's all this hammering of how do you make the younger generation care about baseball? That's been that's been going on for like well for close to two decades now. But the biggest question is right now you have maybe maybe ten teams that are actively trying to win. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That's a problem. In and that's a problem. Why would you? Why would you want to watch 162 games of a team that is that that look what what the actual what would I, I forget who tweeted this? It was very good and very funny. It's like what the owners actually want. They don't want baseball. They want to turn no. baseball into an NFT that you can wager on. Ideally, there would be no games at all where you where you buy like a, like every time I every time I think about Pete Alonso hitting a home run, I would have to sort of you know send a, a like a five dollar deposit via Amazon to Steve Cohen. That would be their ideal version of the game. They don't 
like and of, so of course yes when you are when you are mckinsifying the entire sport yeah it's not going to be good but even with even before this trend of hedge funds and consortiums buying teams started there were two-thirds of the team every season not only do you know they can't compete for a pennant they that's not their goal at all yeah. and it's not it's not houston astros or even philadelphia sixers style tanking it is just it is it's just them turning a profit by not actually trying well and so is, yeah this so kind of- just seize all the teams from the billionaires and make them the property of the local municipalities full stop so, we're done and and so this is kind of where i'm with bob like all the way we're in the foxhole together because to me there are three tiers in pro sports especially in american pro sports let me just put that specifically because for some reason it's a problem in this country um among other things sports uh, was a problem yeah <laughs> so, or, or you know what's a when some when people say People should or wrestling Twitter was a mistake or Twitter was a mistake. Sports was a mistake. Um, but no, you've, you've got like this small tier of I'd say maybe fifteen to twenty percent of all the American pro sports teams who are active and trying to compete and trying to do all this stuff. Then you've got like this, I'd say seventy five percent tier that doesn't know what they want to do. Do you want to contend? Do you want to save up assets Do you, or tank? Um, and then the rest is just that 5% of teams that are that just suck all together from the front the office. Orioles, the Orioles turned like I, – I forget whose numbers came out today. There was the Braves and somebody else's, which is why I was able to so successfully troll Chase over oh my the program. Um, <laughs> there was another, it was another team, and I forget which. It was a losing team, and they still turned a profit. They, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And it's, like the Orioles are actively reduced. It's not like the Margaret Witten major league thing. Right. It, but it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. And, and, and it feels like that. RIP to Margaret Witten though. She's a nice, I got to meet her. She's a nice lady. She was really nice. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, but it, it does feel like that and not just baseball, but all four pro sports where you have this, Tier why? Of, why, if you're a kid growing up in Baltimore, would you start rooting for their? And that's the and 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 why? That's, and that's what a problem. Reason? And and that's a problem that sports are having right now is this whole oh well players can't identify with teams. Like perfect example, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, in terms of what do you guys want to actually do? And yeah. People, yeah, people I mean, were kind of like. There oh. was a lot of very weird complaining about. All right, there are a couple. Like there are a couple of different issues. Yeah. Like one, people get really cranky about uh, like TNT broadcasts because they're just in the national, all of the national NBA broadcasts because it, it really seems like it's it's mainly staffed by people who don't enjoy watching basketball anymore. They don't like the and, game as it's currently presented which, while making millions of dollars right. presenting and, the and, current and, product of the game. And that's hilarious. And it's it's like and on a certain level, I get that. Like Jeff Van Gundy is not 
a reporter in any stretch of the imagination. He's, you know, a, he's a commentator and, and he thrives because the league is successful. So, yeah, maybe he should like his being like the Stadler and Waldorf routine that they're running isn't a good kind of marketing for basketball. And, yeah, I think it would do better for that sort of thing. And um, but. I do not personally. I have I could not care less about the fact that the NBA is losing audience. I really don't. I mean, yeah. the reasons why... Well, I don't think fans should care about any are, of that kind of stuff. Are, it doesn't affect yeah, them. If you enjoy not, it, who cares? I don't care about it as a fan. Yeah. I certainly don't care about it as a person who occasionally reports about stories on basketball. I don't care. The reasons why are kind of interesting, but I don't have a vested interest in solving the problem, nor should I, whether I'm, in, whether I'm wearing my fan hat or my objective good boy journalist hat. I really just do not care at all. And I don't see it as a moral failing why the NBA is losing audiences. There are a lot of reasons and they're kind of interesting, but I don't think it's it's certainly not worthy of a lot of the hand wringing that's going on right now. And I, I feel mean, it's, a, it's forced hand wringing because they're trying to figure uh, yeah, out it's what the same. It's the same way for baseball. Like I don't they really, pick a lane and they just go through it. I, I don't care that baseball is losing fans. I care that the games are not fun as a fan for me to watch. Yes. Like I care that the product is bad. Now, if you want to talk about like cheerleading and promoting, you know what league does that well? The NFL. You will never have a broadcast in the like. It, and pick your favorite. I think you guys were talking about NFL broadcasts earlier. Mm-hmm. I, forget. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't we really were. listening. Yeah. I wasn't really paying attention to that. But clearly, you were. <laughs> yeah. The the thing that the uh, what's his name Troy Aikman. Yeah. Aikman. Troy, yes. Okay. Troy Aikman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weird name, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that all those guys do is they are all 100% into praising the, the power and the glory and, the, uh, and the, the, the brilliance of the National Football League. Yep. They defend the shield it, uniformly. Like, they, it, it's not just, well, okay, here is scandal and or very bad thing X that happened, and they'll sweep that under the rug, although they'll do that too. It is they... Like when you had the Mahomes-Allen playoff game from a month ago, whenever that was, <laughs> like they were losing their minds over that. And mm-hmm. it's it's just... But and, you know, but you know, Bob, you make a great point. I wasn't trying to interrupt, but you know what the, go, you go, do, go. the, the, what the beautiful thing about the NFL does is that they don't force the quote-unquote magic to happen. Yeah. When, in, in moments like that. But the problem is, and this is what I worry about what, what is going to happen with the NFL, is that they're eventually, eventually they're going to add an eighth team to uh, each. But, but this, this, is where I'm, this is where I'm going here. Okay. The organic beauty that the NFL playoffs provided last year or this past season was fantastic. But the problem in the NFL, they're the biggest cheerleaders, but they're also the biggest enablers is forcing what worked. I I, I think you times, and that hurts the product. Saturation. I hear you. I hear you. Playoff expansion, i.e. an extra game because God forbid do we have to see the NFC least just fumble F their way through another season? 
This is very. This is this is rude to the Washington Commanders. I don't know. If oh, you mean, you mean the Virginia-based Washington Commanders? Soon yeah, to yeah, be yeah. Virginia-based. The the Masters and the Commanders. Oh my god, that team. stadium is going to be. I want. Out. I want. I want everybody dressed like Russell Crowe and Master and Commander, or Cobra Commander, or both. At the Cobra! Same time. Yeah, like that. There you go. <laughs> Andrew, did you ever see that? It was a full length. Uh, G.I. Joe movie. Oh, yes. On Hasbro Hasbro Channel. Yeah, I actually know the full length movie where I think it's not. What's the name? I think it's Duke and Cobra Commander are in the mountain, like in the somewhere in like the mountains in the Arctic. And is it it a a cartoon? (laughs) Yeah, it's a cartoon. Destro turns Cobra Commander into a literal snake. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have seen that. And they they basically knocked off the plot of King Lear, except it's Duke and Cobra Commander. And Cobra Commander is slowly transforming and, like, losing his limbs. But Duke is carrying him, like, through Mount Everest. And Cobra Commander is the whole time going, was once a man. Yes. I was. um." It's it's beautiful. I'm not kidding. I'm not being serious. Like, that is the best production of King Lear featuring G.I. Joe characters you could ever see. Um, I find it heartbreaking. I remember I saw that and I was and I was like oh. I saw I I found it hilarious. It was a little much. It was a little I found much. It hilarious, but I also might have um, you know had some help in finding it hilarious. Um, so I'll just put it like that. You had uh, a, a Shakespearean scholar by your side to explain some of the. Yeah, that's what it was. Background. Yeah, I got it. No problem. Yeah. Um, hey, Bob. Yeah. What? True or false? Okay. Tom Thibodeau is the Knicks head coach next year. No, false. Okay. He's not. He's not. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to last through the season and they're going to. There is too much. Speaking of intrigue and Game of Thrones, of like machinations. Yeah, you're gonna, down to zero point guards. You're down to Alec Burtz. Uh, don't. Uh, uh, no, they're going to. They're going to. They're going to shove like uh, uh, World Wide West and et cetera are going to. Are going to use him as a scapegoat, but they won't make the change till like next year. So, okay. okay so I, I, I do have a question. As sure somebody who was alive when the Knicks were good. Um, wow. Yeah, it's true. I am. Wait, were we all? Old. Hold on. Weren't we all alive for '99? I think we were all alive. In they weren't that good in '99. They, got they weren't that good. That was. They that got very was lucky. The strike shortened season. Yeah, it was the strike season. That team was not actually that. Yeah. Good. Also, they you, got you. They got, you might want to they, thank Allen, uh, Allen Houston, Houston for. They got very lucky and they beat the Heat. They ran Tennessee into a bad, legend Allen Houston. They ran into a bad Atlanta Hawks team in the second round, and then they and they had some really good games against the Pacers because Marcus Camby went off. Because Marcus yeah. Camby averaged like eighteen and twelve in that series against the Pacers. Yeah, he was a just, bucket. People forget. Just 14, a bucket. There's probably like fourteen and eleven, but he had like a bunch of monster games. In that. I'm confused, and, and sure. I ask this with this confusion of, I get okay, you can have bad ownership, yes, but at the same time, it's like I've seen that once again the Royals fan over here bad yeah. ownership for decades, but right. then when you have somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Okay, and they put the pieces together despite the bad ownership. 
Yeah, the, the, the you, Knicks you put together back-to-back World Series appearances. Look, the Knicks had a had a had a couple of decent teams under Donnie Walsh, who then quit because he they they he couldn't he wasn't actually given full autonomy, and they haven't really had qualified executives in place since then. That was they had Walsh for like three years, three years, like years. three years. Which so, I still say Donnie Walsh is maybe. He, if you if you if you gave him full autonomy, yeah, he could have turned it around. He could have. have probably but they won didn't. a Look, title. They then, but you know they were they were pretty good. I mean, it's a they just you know they haven't been able to hire competent people and let them do their job. I, I have no idea if Leon Rose is good enough to be an NBA GM. I have no idea. No idea. It, it just it just all feels like this is still a. You know, and I hate, I hate bringing the name up, Bob, but it still feels like this is a when the Knicks want to like when they feel competent, something yeah. happens, and like the ghost <laughs> of Thomas and Dolan yeah, just comes dude. up, and it's like, oh hey, remember me? Remember the good it's, times? It's fine. It's, just, it's, it's, it's okay. I don't it's get fine. it. It's fine. I don't the, the Mets the Mets have had the same problem. They've had incompetent ownership for the pretty much the entirety of the last three decades. And every now and then they get it together and they put together a team that can make the World Series. Right. And, so, and that's and that's my question with the Knicks. It's like it's it's you don't but look to, with with baseball, there are so many other factors that can go into like true. making a team that is successful. The same thing with football, but in basketball, you at least for the you know you, you for at least the last forty or fifty years, you have to have at least one guy who's an all time great, yeah, and then probably another one of those guys. I mean, the only exception to that has been is since nineteen eighty has maybe been the two thousand four Pistons, and and even then you have you had you had four you had five guys in the starting lineup. If you, it, I think so, if you, you had know. to do a top 100 of the 75 greatest players, at least three or f- maybe four of them. Yeah. That piston team was an, was an outstanding team, even without all, a all guy who you would say was an all time legend on the roster. So like the Knicks haven't had that guy, like yeah. the closest the Knicks have had to an all time legend since Walt Frazier retired was Ewing and Ewing never had one much of a supporting guest around him. And two, by the time his actual basketball skills had matured, his knees were going. And so Mm -hmm. he was, he was never as good as he possibly could have been. So you're like Ewing is, yeah. Ewing is a top 75 player. But. Definitely not a top seventy-five yeah. coach. That man has lost sixteen straight. Games. <laughs> you know. Okay, so I'm not defending Patrick Ewing when I say this, yeah. but I do think that the COVID season, a lot of things changed with the COVID, like with the the 2021 COVID season. I'll say that. How how is Patrick as a recruiter? Is he any good? <sighs> not good. No. Well, not good. I mean. I don't know what he's trying to it's, do. It's and it t- feels like I can't just... imagine. I mean, Georgia doesn't have a lot of cachet anymore. I mean, that's not a problem. Well, I mean, Otto Porter Jr., Georgetown legend. Otto, I mean, well, and I think the problem now is you've got NIL is going to separate the haves and the have-nots in college football, but I think it's going to be even bigger 
in college basketball because you're going to have some schools that are just like, okay. Yeah, well, that's a that's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, there, there's some See, like I don't know about that because I think it's always been like college basketball has like been the dirtiest sport. For, yeah, since its well, beginning, and, like college basketball is yeah. like inherent... college football. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because yeah. of the shoe deals, like it was just one of those things okay, where it's yeah, just yeah, been yeah. like college basketball has been dirty. Well, <laughs> for, and, yeah. and college basketball for especially, and I'm kind of shocked that Georgetown has kind of kind of taken this dip. Really, mm -hmm. all the schools in the DMV, if you want to include Maryland. Yeah. Um, if they've taken this dip and it's, you know, you, you can maybe get a recruit, a good recruiting class out of it. And then, you know, you, you come back does, up, but you can't does, do that anymore. Does you UVA can't... count as being part of the DMV? No, UVA yeah. is definitely not DMV. No, okay. no. But I mean, I, you, you look at the, you know, Georgetown had this great season and, you know, won the big East, went to the NCAA tournament. And then, Everything just kind of kind of comes crashing down to earth the next season. I think another thing is you've got guys in your program who will jump to the league who aren't ready yet, which hurts the growth of, you know, guys that aren't ready, you know, to, to bring them up. So, I mean, <laughs> I think Patrick, you might just be bad. Patrick Ewing might not just be a good head coach. Nobody, look, nobody, I mean, the thing is, Patrick Ewing was, in, the reputation that Ewing had throughout his entire mm -hmm. career was someone who was very, he didn't have a kind of natural charisma and charm, at least in public. Mm -hmm. He did not like talking to the press. He was very defensive. He came across as sort of, you know, a very private person, which is all entirely fine, but I don't know how well that lends itself. He wasn't stealing scenes in Space Jam. We do know no, that. He was not stealing, nor in Exorcist 3. Which oh, that's right. He was forget. Um, but I do, I, I do wonder, though, because if you look at Georgetown just all together, mm -hmm. isn't this what they've been for the better part of... Since since Iverson left, they've kind of... Been yeah. yeah. Like it's, well, John I mean, Thompson yeah, you, was a winner, man. John you, Thompson Sr. won a lot John, of basketball yeah. games. Yeah, and, and JT3 had, you know, that four or five year window where he made the tournament consistently, reached the final four. Um, but yeah, like this is kind of what they've been. Yeah, well, they're moving on. It seems like you can't lose I sixteen straight. He's I, he's won exactly zero Big East games this year, Bob. And it looks like it's either going to be. I saw in the Seth Davis piece in the Athletic today that it's either going to be Tommy Amaker, who has all the drama uh, yeah. from Duke, but it, I love that it's either the Harvard coach or the Yale coach. And I'm like, okay, that's all right. Wait, wait, wait okay, wait, wait. So because this so that piece came is there out. any other disgraced mm -hmm. basketball coach they could get i so, mean look oh, patina grant yeah grambling hired art briles today so i still yeah. just can't get i that's a whole different can of worms <laughs> you, but. You, you, you drop that as as, as a war starting but, but the best part this about man it is that in there with an hour into hercules, the podcast hercules, hercules. No, 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 the, the best part about it though is Grambling like basically had like three test balloons on this and all of them came back with a resounding no what are you doing Doug Williams is all like I'm out tomato, like I'm not supporting tomato, you guys tomato. yeah yeah every time they tried to test this you know they tried to test it out with the public and then they're just like you know what screw it here we go and you know they know what they're doing 
when one they don't even announce it through the athletic department. No, no, they, they just kind use of they did the Friday news dump as a they, they Friday news dumped their head coach. Oh my goodness! I thought it was hilarious. And and yeah, I'm just I'm very and all the people like, who like just to be clear, we should also clarify this. So for the people that because I I've had this in the South and like being where I am because I've there have been people who've thrown around his name and stuff like that and like oh because he won a lot like he was a good head coach. He's a good head coach. Yeah. And, and it's not even just them. Like if other, you look at the day, if you look at the files oh. and you look at what happened on his watch and everything else at what they found to fire him at that time, you're like, oh yeah, done. Like yeah, it's over. Yeah. Like oh, done. Yeah. It's no, over. And, and I, I don't know if did he even get a show cause penalty from the NCAA? Mm, I don't know I don't if remember. he did. I don't remember either. I mean, yeah. but the president was out. He was out like everybody like they cleaned house. Yeah. This was horrifying. If you read the data and like just the time and it's just clearly I, read, I wrote so many blogs about the Baylor scandal. Back oh, in my goodness. I was covering that on a near daily basis when that was really hitting the fan. It was awful. So it's like awful. one of those things where it's like it's not an overreaction to be like this man should not be allowed around any other college campus ever again. Like no. he should just and, and no. he one, he shouldn't be around any other college campus. Two, these guys really have not paid a penance for anything they did. You know who should have hired him? A good like the Houston gamblers should have said, YOLO, we're hiring Art Bro. Uh, uh, yeah. The US you know no. But see, I don't want to do any of that. I, like, you know who should, should hire him? Nobody. Like, it's just over. Just and the University really good, of Nobody. There was a really good, yeah, there was a really good blog and defector about this today. I think it was Tom Lee who wrote it, where it yeah. was like, he should just go away. Like, the fact that he just won't go away, that he's tried the CFL and done all this other stuff. It's like, dude, just go away. Like, there there's people, no diggity. There are people for, there are people for look, uh, this is not. Speaking of not defending Liberty Media, this is not a defense of Art Bryles, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's sh- like a, a, a well-functioning society would not hire Art Bryles for any kind of capacity where, right. he, where he is either a leader of men or a leader of 18 to 22 year olds, obviously. But there are people who clearly Art Bryles cannot figure out a way to function unless he's a head coach and that is and he well will. and he's going to be the offensive coordinator let's just kind of yeah. straighten that out like he's yeah. not the head well coach. it's also just like hugh jackson just being like he's well, just uh, hugh jackson just all the way he, up and down where he's doing all the stuff in support of brian flores and he has a great case against the browns and he's like you know what i could do what if i throw this little thing in here let me just hire art bryles and well, what? Hugh, what? Hugh, hugh jackson and and all you know look Hugh Jackson is no saint in this because <laughs> when 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 we peel back all of the layers on Arizona State in like you know when, as we get ready for the ESPN hold on 30, leave 30 no 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 leave Herm Edwards alone that I'm just man saying I won't that do it nobody leave Herm alone I wish I wish Herm would leave the NCAA rule book alone and he wouldn't stop violating it oh wow hey, there you go. Thank you. Thank Hold on. You. Do y'all know who the offensive assist, like analyst who might be calling plays for the Arizona State Sun Devils this fall might be as it stands right now? I believe because he was just brought in like recent, like in the last few weeks, correct? Yes. Bob, you're going to remember this guy. Andrew, do you know? Remembering a guy. It's on the yes. tip of my tongue. Brian Billick, like- Super Bowl champion. Remember this guy? Yes. Brian Billick. Brian Billick. He's the offensive analyst and assistant head coach. Which, 
me. Brian Billick. And so when I first Bob, this that, staff might be Brian Billick and Marvin Lewis as DC. I'm not even kidding. No, like, and, and it's the thing that's awesome. I like that. What's wrong mm-hmm. with that? Because if we put the over under on Herm Edwards making it through the season, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, I think he makes it through the season, but I don't think he makes it past that. I don't, you know terrible, what? I, terrible, I don't think he, he I don't think bad. he makes it to media day. I well, think the problem is stuff... he. So all the reporting is like he's tied to Ray Anderson, who is the uh, AD at Arizona State, that he's yeah. not going to fire him. So if it if Herm's out, then the AD's out too. No, so I, I think it's, I think that's what's going to happen because I think yeah. Ray Ray Anderson, what he said this week was kind of. Uh, foreboding and the foreshadowing is not great which is like yeah we aren't gonna get in the nil game which one i think a lot of other schools are closer to ray anderson than they want to think um two the ncaa is basically just kind of set up shop in tempe and that's that that Thing is See, like NCAA, steadily. like I would do it there. Like uh, theirs was different because theirs was like they were hiding recruits during COVID. Like this yeah. was something different. They weren't cheating. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, it was seriously like they were hiding people around campus. Like yeah, they were sneaking around. They, I mean, they were committing a lot That's of. Awesome. They were, co- but the thing is, they were committing a lot of petty NCAA violations. Yes. But the thing about it is, they kept doing it and kept doing it, and then they added on a few. You know, then there might have been some illegal payments. And some so like sp- they sprinkled in some bad stuff, but they also d- had like a bunch of like really guys. And mm-hmm. also, I'm sure a lot of schools were doing it, but they just hit it better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think Arizona State is there's entirely too much smoke where that absolute fire is right now, and I don't think Herm Edwards is going to make it to opening to, to the opening week because you don't bring in all these in how many assistants has he like had resign or take other lot, jobs yeah. to disconnect themselves. Zach like, Hill, Antonio Pierce. Yeah. They're all yeah, gone. It's like, it's like, Hmm. What, why, why do you have these revolving doors of assistance? Like not just like one or two a year. It's like, an entire line shift, like it's the freaking NHL. Hmm. Why are you doing that, Herm? Got something to hide, buddy? He would never, and Herm is perfect. Um, Bob oh. Silverman, your yeah. pick of the week. Uh, I'm very upset because there's no more Peacemaker. I'm really mm. sad about that. That's Andrew's pick of the week, I feel like. You just stole it. Yeah. Um, no, that was, a, that was a fantastic show. Glad they're doing a season two. I am too. It's, it was really all there was a, there's a, there, I, I will recommend a couple of peacemaker based blogs. There is a long form. I forget where it is. I'm sure all of you are capable of using the internet where they interview the people who were designed with making the CGI Eagle. And how they, <laughs> it took a year. It took a year to build out the graphics, the sound, the images, everything to make that Eagle realistic. In fact, like they had to, there's a moment at the end of the beloved opening credit sequence where the eagle comes in and sticks the landing and goes craw, and 
they had to redo it because they wanted him to hit to like feel like he the eagle didn't hit his mark the first time around so he went gah and then like steps forward a little bit more and does it again and that took more time and they studied actual like they spent a lot of time studying the flight patterns of eagles and consulting with ornithologists to construct an entirely fictional character it is uh that is a delightful blog arguably the most endearing character of the entire show arguably i'm also going to recommend a book uh, which i'm reading right now uh it is called the method by isaac butler it is basically like you know all your favorite actors when they go crazy like uh, leonardo dicaprio sending uh dead rats to fellow cast members during the filming of the first suicide squad and things like I that no that like, was um jared leto. sorry leo jared leto not leonardo yeah. dicaprio Ooh, hair on my face or daniel day lewis for me in character during the entire filming of lincoln etc cetera, etc cetera. it is a history of how the actual process of method acting came to be coming from russia to america and how it was translated by american practitioners it is uh it is a great and very quick read do they go through kind of like the acting. actor studio of like the 50s and 60s when that was prevalent Ooh, yep. okay it's like they cover the eighth they cover lee strasberg and stella adler and how meisner split off and the entire the entire like why the practice of method acting became so popular in America starting with the group theater in the 1930s leading through Brando and all those guys and why it has gone out of style in certain ways and why the stereotypes about method acting that exists now like Jared Leto sorry Leo I didn't mean that you said people or words. or yeah. um who's the dude off of uh um succession yes is, jeremy strong yeah jeremy who, strong. who's yes. super into uh, method acting and it's borderline hilarious Je- i think I because, because does this dude really act does this dude really there's a story there's a, a famous yeah there's a famous old story about when dustin hoffman and Lawrence olivier were shooting marathon man this movie came out before both of you were born. I know. Great movie, by the way. Great movie, Marathon Man. There is a scene where the Nazi, played by Lawrence Olivier, the Nazi doctor, is torturing Dustin Hoffman for information. And in the plot of the movie, it says he would have been up for something like three days. Yeah. And so Hoffman, Hoffman spent like Hoffman just stayed up. And then he was running up and down the stairs in the building where they were bit, where they were filming, all to get himself into the state of mind of someone being tortured. And he's going through all this and going through this. And, and Sir Lawrence, in his you know very British way, goes tells him, like watching him torture himself, goes, "Why don't you try acting, dear boy? Mm. <laughs> yes. it's easier." <laughs> oh, I remember so. I don't, know, I don't know if you remember the SNL bit that, 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 that they talked about where it was like they, they did like an inside the actor studio yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was Steve Martin. And I thought that it was a joke. And then my journalism teacher in high school was like, no, that actually happened. And so she like sent me a link or whatever. And yeah, like Dustin Hoffman is basically torturing himself for nearly a week. And, yeah. and, and, and Sir Lawrence Olivier is just sitting there like, dude, Dude, what, you what can, are you doing? You, you can fake this. Yeah. They pay you this. The check's clear either way. <laughs> oh, I, I will tell you, I, I, I did I did I took a whole bunch of like method acting classes both in college and professionally when I got out of college and, and yeah. I was a very, very I was a very bad, bad 
bad. That method actor, that didn't work for me. I am far closer to the, which is what this thing that Jason Robard said when he was dealing with a director who was also very well versed in the method and he was going through all of the underlying psychological realities of the character and the motivations and trying to encourage him to think of a sense memory from his own life that he could use to fuel the moment. And Jason and Robard says to him, like, look, man, do you want the happy face, the sad face, the fast face, or the slow face? The end. Mm. That's his process. <laughs> He's got four faces. You pick one. That's it. There you go. That That's my recommendation. It's called The Method, is the name of the book by Isaac Butler, available at all online realtors wherever books are sold. Andrew, your pick of the week. My pick of the week, uh, currently I'm reading like three books, um, actually four books. Um, it's terrible. Um, so two audio books, um, reading the, or listening to the audio book on coach K by Ian O'Connor, great writer. Um, then I'm also listening to, uh, the Peter Lawford biography. Um, basically he was in the rat pack best friends with um you know or good friends with jfk but then frank sinatra was like no i'm more famous let me be his friend and basically peter lawford kind of goes into um not seclusion but he's kind of like wiped (laughs) out um but i'm also reading dana o'neill's book on the big east Hmm. i'm trying to you know get myself psyched up for march madness and um let's see oh um reading chris um Still reading about uh, the Knicks. Knicks Chris of the Herring. Knicks. Oh, the Chris yeah. Herring book, yeah. Chris, Chris Herring's mm-hmm. book, yes. Uh, name, name escaped me. Um, yeah, it's funny because those Knicks teams, Yeah. When you, when you think about the personalities and the guys on those teams, and you're like, oh, it was – you think the average person would think, oh, it's just for show. But then you realize, oh, no, this is, this is how they really were. Like – Xavier McDaniel and uh, Xavier McDaniel just liked exposing himself and punching people. Well, that that's and, what yeah, and then you liked. have Anthony Mason who will literally fight anybody. Um, yes, yes. yeah, that's just so like it's it's a fantastic book and it's crazy because it's like you know we were talking about the Knicks tonight and I'm just like how are the Knicks not this glamour team like just the principles of what what is going to turn this franchise around and it's not i'm not saying you have to grab pat riley out of miami or whatever but just get people on the same page the same if you have everybody singing on the same note and, and in the same sequence you will be just fine and everything else <laughs> takes care of itself but that's the problem that they have now they don't even, they can't even get singers because they praise julius randall one minute and then well this past season shows up and you're just like oh no so yeah mm. um great book because it, it it makes you furious at how incompetent the knicks are from top to bottom i i, I don't need to read this book is, is, is it kind of like this is this is what it was when things were good no i just i it's 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 i'm i'm, I'm gonna read about weirdo actors first and i'll i'll move my okay. way up to weirdo weirdo basketball men there you go there you go all right guys well that's all i've got um sports reporters we have indeed 
reassembled this week on the podcast. It was great catching up with you guys per usual. We'll be back next week at this very time. Uh, but for Robert Silverman up there in the Northeast of the Daily Beast and Andrew Hammond up there in the Midwest of the Detroit Free Press. I'm intentionally rhyming now to end all these shows just to, you know, to, to flex a little bit. Uh, Andrew, Bob, thank you as always. And I will talk to you guys next week. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Reporters Assemble with Robert Silverman and Andrew Hammond. Go give them a follow on Twitter if you've not already done so and check out all their great work and subscribe to the uh, the Detroit Free Press and the Daily Beast if you have not already done so. Don't forget, folks, if you like listening to this episode, guess what? Every weekend you can hear Robert, Andrew, myself talk about the biggest stories in sports, so watch out for that on this very feed. Go ahead and subscribe if you're not already done so to make sure you never miss an episode. Uh, Don't forget, if you also enjoyed this episode, that you can leave this a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you are listening. Help the show to continue to grow and help other people to find it. It would mean a lot and be greatly appreciated. Uh, Don't forget, you can also email us with any sports stuff at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase thomas writer all right uncle derek how'd i do nicely done nephew chase thomas podcast hell yeah